Good evening and welcome to another episode of A Burning Desire to Talk with Lou and Mark. I'm Lou. And I'm Mark. What's going on, buddy? Hey, how's it going? All right. Tonight turned out to be a nice Friday night, albeit a little warm. We're expecting some really hot weather tomorrow. Are you ready for it? Always. Yeah. We're on the uh, the precipice of uh, summertime and it's coming a little bit early. We're supposed to get, what, 98 degrees tomorrow? It's an all-time record. Yeah, it was an all-time great band. 98 degrees? Yeah, you remember them? Are you serious that they were an all-time great band? No, I'm just saying, I, you know, I'm yeah. mentioning the band. You're just mentioning the band. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe not your cup of tea, but... No, definitely not my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so dude, check this out. Um, I'm ready. We talk, we talk about a lot of different things. We, 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 we touch on all subjects. Always bringing it back to faith and spirituality as we always do. <clears throat> so the other night, um, you know, I like movies. I like watching movies. Right, old movies, black and white movies, newer movies, you know, especially um, historical pieces. Right, big on World War II movies, anything that has to do with the military, I'm big on that. But one of the things that's always fascinated me—I don't know about you—but one of the things that's always fascinated me is the Titanic. Sure. Right, most famous ship ever in history. Right. Um, the amount of people that that, uh, that that died on it because the ship, you know, hit an iceberg in the middle of the night, even though those two guys were sitting up in the, uh, in the what do they call it? The, uh, the, the crow's nest, the crow's I think. Nest. The yeah. crow's nest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, apparently uh, the captain was given orders to go, even though there were reports, other reports of, uh, of icebergs to, to steamroll through there, man, you know. Hauling ass, basically, right through through a maze of uh, of um, icebergs, right. And then how uh, when it broke apart, how how deep it is. You know, there's always been the uh, the question: Why can't they raise it? Should they try and raise it? And I'm watching this show on at the special the other night. That now, unfortunately, and I think they discovered it over the last, I want to say three or four, maybe five years or so, that there's a bacteria. That's actually covering the ship now, and it's slowly eating it away. That eventually it will be just you know become part of part of the ocean, right? More so than 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 uh, a very deep coral reef, if you will. Right, right? like everything else in life, it goes right. back to the earth. Goes back to the earth. But then I started thinking, <clears throat> all those people that were on that ship and how it was segregated by class. You know, in the one part of the movie where uh, where the guy says, oh, you won't find any of your people down there, so it's all steerage, right? That they would refer to people as steerage and how separated by class it was. And I started thinking of the people, the guys, the, the well, the, the, the families that were on there that were super, super rich. I mean, beyond rich, right? One of them, as a matter of fact, is still to this day considered one of the richest guys that's ever walked the face of the earth. And I believe it was Jacob Astor. I think that's his first name. Right. Um, Guggenheim was on there. Um, uh, Chase was on there, right? Supposedly, okay? So, you know, I start going down this rabbit hole. The, what were the two brothers? There were two brothers that were on that ship. Yeah, it, they were. their last names are the uh, Warburgs. And was it the Warburgs? I thought it was something else. Yeah, no, it was the Warburgs. And one, one, guy, one brother's name was Max and the other one was Paul. Well, I think it was them. Did you know that they uh, were actually the owners of Macy's? 
or two of the owners of Macy's. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Did you know? And this this is the rabbit hole I went down, dude. Now, because once I found one thing out, then I went down another rabbit hole, and I went down another rabbit hole, and I, I know you've done the same thing. Chase was actually one of the owners of the Titanic, or the owner of the Titanic, right? So I'm watching this video, and I'm, I'm going through this. I'm like, holy shit, I didn't Just know all that stuff. Quick. You're talking about Morgan, right? I mean, JP, yeah, Morgan. 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 Yeah, earlier Chase. when you were saying Chase. Yeah, okay. yeah Morgan. 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 He's one of the owners of the Titanic, and actually he owned the company that, that uh, the, the white, I think the Titanic was under the White Star, um, the White Star line, uh, ship line, right? He owned the company that owned that, basically, right? <clears throat> So I start going down this rabbit hole, and then and then this is where you and I started talking about this stuff because you knew about it, and it was the association between those guys that happened to be on that ship and the eventual start of the Federal Reserve from the standpoint of who opposed it and who didn't, who didn't oppose it. Yeah, right. there, yeah. There, there were there were five of these guys who were pro reserve. Right. You had uh, you just mentioned the two Warburg brothers. Mm -hmm. So if you anybody can look this up, by the way, you don't have to take our words for it. You know, you just look up any of this information. Look up their names. Look up the incident. You know what I mean. <clears throat> look up anything you want. You can start off by looking up the Warburgs. By the way, you spell their last names W A R B U R G, and that's Max and Paul. And it even says on the internet that uh, Max was born in uh, 1867. And uh, he was a German banker, okay? Right. And, he uh, went to finance. He came from the wealthy Warburg family out of Hamburg, Germany. And then he had his brother, Paul, okay? He actually, eventually, when the Federal Reserve was created, became the first vice governor of the, uh, on the reserve board. Mm -hmm. How about that? In mm -hmm. 1914. Mm -hmm. Now, think about this for example. For a, a, a second as an example. Now we're talking about him taking a position and it even says here on on, on the uh, internet right here. It says Paul Warburg was sworn in as a member of the first Federal Reserve Board on August 10th, 1914. And we were talking earlier. When did the actual Titanic sink? It was 1912. It was 1912. It was, it Correct. It was 1912, right? Right. <laughs> so it's a couple years later. So there's two of those brothers, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, now you go on and you talk about a couple other people. Earlier you were mentioning Schiff. His name is Jacob Schiff. Jacob Schiff, that's right. it. So his name is Jacob Henry Schiff. He was a German-born Jewish-American banker, a businessman, and a th philanthropist. And I'm telling you what, in this day and age, a lot of people look at philanthropists because um, hmm, there's something else. They're usually people with a lot of money, Lou, and a lot of pull, and a lot of persuasion because... They can make things happen. Well, they have power. They have, they have power because of their money. They have money, That's right. and that, mean, that means they have power. So there's three of the guys. Well, I don't think we need to uh, describe the other two because they're so famous. One's J.P. Morgan, right. who you mentioned earlier. And, um, of course, everybody knows John D., right? John D. Rockefeller. They, they, were, they were the five guys that were really for the reserve that you mentioned earlier. Right. And, um, you know, uh, J.P. Uh, had something on him here. He actually... Um, he actually gets very heavily involved in uh, 1907. This is a little something off of uh, Investopedia here, off the internet. It says uh, J.P. Morgan uh, in the Panic of 1907. It says after many decades of lacking a central bank, uh, it was J.P. Morgan who ultimately forced the government into. Here was that. Here's what that's saying. Forced the government into uh, acting 
on the central banking plans that had been considering off and on for almost a century. Right. During the bank panic of 1907, Wall Street turned to J.P. Morgan to steer the country. I don't have to go on and read anymore, but it's a little amazing, you know, that, that, that uh, he, he, he's so heavily involved. But there were three other guys. You know, there were those three that you talked about, uh, and they, they were against it. You know, they, they had opposed it. There was a lot of story that they opposed it, and that was um, the Jacob Astor, the Isidore Strauss, mm-hmm. and the Benjamin Guggenheim. Right. And it's <laughs> ironic that those three were pushing back on it, but those three happen to be on the ship on that maiden voyage that sinks. So How weird is that? I mean, coincidence or what? Well, it's, it's, so you can look at this in a couple of different ways. And, and so here we are. Imagine, right? It's 1912. Mm-hmm. You're on your, you have a ticket to sail on the unsinkable Titanic, right? The greatest ship ever built at the time, right? Uh, which, by the way... Had um, a lot of people don't know this. It, it did have a um, a sister ship mm-hmm. called the Olympic, right? Right. That were almost identical. There were some differentiating factors, but in in just at a quick glance and looking at them, they were almost identical. And so here we are. It's 1912. You have this this ticket to 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 ride uh, take a take a ride um, on the most. Um, you know, famous ship ever, right? Ever built, best ship ever built. Um, and leading up to that, <clears throat> these three gentlemen oppose the idea of of the Federal Reserve being built. Now, these guys are all over Woodrow Wilson and the government, right, to create this Federal Reserve. Um, I think it was J.P. Morgan that actually wanted a private the equivalent of a private Federal Reserve because he would personally fund, he and his bank would personally fund uh, the takeover of smaller banks. And at the time, which was so very often um, in common, were uh, runs on these smaller banks. So he would have to basically bankroll the protection of these smaller banks so that they wouldn't you know, go under. So he was, in essence, tired of doing that Mm-hmm. And wanted to privatize it so that he could, in essence, have total control of of the banking system and keep it private so that obviously, you know, reap the, the financial gains of it, but, but also to protect himself. So there was a lot of CYA, a lot of covering your ass going on, uh, even back then. Yeah, let, so let me piggyback off that point you just made because this ties in exactly what you said. If you scroll down on Investopedia and you look at this one part that says key takeaways... This ties exactly into what you're talking about. Uh, there's three uh, notes here, and it says, Despite early attempts in the U.S. after the Revolutionary War to form a central bank by Alexander Hamilton, these efforts, efforts failed to, due to political uh, unfeasibility. How about that? I never knew that before. That's very interesting. Yeah, the, the fact that it goes back that far. To, to the creation of this nation, mm-hmm. to, to the Revolutionary War. We are fighting, right? To, to be to be free of the tyranny of England, right? Sorry to sorry to our English listeners, mm-hmm. right? For, to free ourselves. Yeah, you say from that the, right after we gained one, right? Right, <laughs> right. To to free ourselves from the tyranny of England, right? right? And the taxation without representation, and so on and so forth, right? And yet, there's the 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 one of the main focuses behind it is 
money, Correct. right? Yep. Uh, wealth, uh, privatization, control, financial control. All of those things. You're absolutely All of right. those things rolled up into one to be able to, 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 to say, okay, now we have, and uh, now we're free to do what we want. Oh, and by the way, in order to, uh, to, to, to live here in this country, you're now going to have to do business with me um, on a banking level, on a, on a financial level. Um, and, and, and imagine presenting that to those, to, to those people at that time. Right. That were just finished fighting a war. To, to become free and now you're you're talking about basically you know uh, getting into the world of finance yeah so under this article under uh, how the Federal Reserve was formed again on Investopedia I'll go to another note if anybody decides they want to go online and read this after you read how far back that goes it then comes to a little bit more of a closer time along the linear timeline it says the panic of 1907 and the urging of JP Morgan and other prominent financiers Congress eventually formed the Federal Reserve Act in 1913, establishing the Fed as America's central bank. Right. So there you go. So that brings it up to speed, you know, up to a closer area. And then, uh, the, then the third point, it says, since then, the Fed has played a crucial role in steering America's monetary policy and staving off economic challenges. So it's everything that you kind of were just talking there. But it's just so... I mean, I wonder how many people actually... It's just so. It's just such a bizarre story. It's such, you know immediately we'll say coincidence. How many people? Everyone learns of the Titanic. Like you learn about it when you're in elementary and grade school. Like oh, the Titanic sank and it hit an iceberg. But not until you actually start to hear these other stories of who actually controls the money. You know, I know a popular hashtag out there is follow the money because once you really start to follow the money, and I'm not talking about everyday money with everybody. I'm talking about the higher real money, the real money, real the big money. money, the big big money on top. You're talking about central banks, Money global that banks. Exactly. Yes, forums. You know, we just talked about the, the World Forum. You know, when you talk about that type of money, the coup de grace, the tons of money, all the money that controls everything. When you hear one of these history stories that you, you, you learned way back in the day, but you didn't put two and two together, you're like, well, how far-fetched does that sound now? It, it really doesn't. You know, I mean... Well, I'll take it a step further. If, if all of that was even a thought, 150, and which comes to fruition 150 years later, right? After the, 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 the Revolutionary War takes place. They were talking about it back then, right? So along with that, whenever, you, whenever you, you're dealing with that type of power, that type of control, there's liable to be some fraud as well, right? Which brings me back to this sistership, this apparent sistership called the Olympic, right? So there's a conspiracy theory that, and it's an awesome conspiracy theory, because can, can you imagine if this were true? That J.P. Morgan, being the owner of the, of the Titanic, which obviously inherently makes him the owner of uh, the Olympic, according to stories, the Olympic sailed before the Titanic did. And suffered some damage somehow, right? So the idea behind the conspiracy theory is that J.P. Morgan constructs this idea. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Ooh, this, uh, too much smoke. Um, puts together this plan that in order to recoup the money 
from the insurance money, basically, for the damage and everything that the Olympic actually suffered, that they switched out the ships, right? And that the Titanic wasn't really the Titanic. The Titanic was actually the Olympic. <coughs> so in 1912, it's plausible that the ship that actually sits at the bottom of the North Atlantic now, it's not the Titanic, it's the Olympic. And all basically for the idea of recouping the insurance money to cover the damages from whatever happened to to the Olympic. Can you at the at the cost of fifteen hundred lives? Yeah, well you can't put it past anybody anymore. And you know, we say question everything. <coughs> so that's not that far fetched. I mean, we've heard of crazier things that actually actually have come to fruition, you know. Uh, anything's possible. Anything and, is possible. And here we are over a hundred years later and we're still talking everything. about this story. Right? People still talk about the story. As you go on the internet these days, again, this has become the age of knowledge and enlightenment. And you just scroll through and again it doesn't matter if you're on TikTok, YouTube, any of the social medias, especially the ones that have these videos. I've seen there's these different stories that pop up and talk about the um the guy who made the blueprints. I guess he was the uh, architect of yeah. the... He's tied in somehow. I did think I heard something before in one of the videos about insurance, and you're bringing it up again now. Now we hear this stuff about these guys who, for financiers, you know, they're on it, you know, they're not happen to not be on the ship, but these guys who are on it who are these very wealthy individuals, but maybe aren't in agreement with them, all of a sudden, they're taken out. By the way, by the way. Well, wait a second. Let me, let me I, piggyback off of that for a minute. Go ahead. So you're talking about the the, uh, the the engineer, basically, the structural engineer, right? The guy with the blueprints. Mm -hmm. So supposedly, going back to the Titanic itself, before, I guess, it, before the, the maiden voyage, somehow there's a fire in the, uh, in the uh, steam rooms, you know, down below the decks, right? In the bowels of the ship, right? Where, where the guys are in there. You know, feeding the 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 the, uh, the furnaces coal. Well, probably the cargo area. Something definitely. There well, under it, the it supposedly happened in the uh, in the engine room, right? Supposedly there was a fire on the Titanic itself, right? That obviously any type of heat, you know, some significant heat, is going to to uh, weaken um, any type of metal, especially the hull of a ship. So who better? to know how to cover something like that up, right? Than the architect himself. Sure. Right? So they 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 make the repairs that they make, right? Because now it's 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 pinpointed on a on a on a calendar. The the ship sets sail on this date. People have their tickets, people are packed, the world knows about it. The media is there, the media of the time is there. Everyone knows that the Titanic, the unsinkable Titanic is set in sail on that. I forgot the, the date. Okay? But if in, if in fact there was a fire on that ship, no matter the repairs that you made, that hull is weakened. Right? So who better to fix it yet, who better to, in essence, take out than the guy who knew what really happened? Right? Who better to make sure they went down with that ship than than, than that architect? And he right. did. He went down with the ship. Yeah, so it makes you think. 
it really makes you think. So now we're possibly talking about mass murder at its highest degree, insurance fraud, right? Um, the, the lies and everything else that go along with and it. And if it's true, they not only get away with it and not be punished, they even reap more for the rest of their lives the individuals who would have been behind it because... For several generations over. Generations. Well, wait. And then on top of that... Over a lifetime. And then on top of that, not only do you take out all these people that could have told the real they story... They control. Not just that. You've now taken out your opposition as well. Remember, there was a vote that needed to happen for or against the creation of the Federal Reserve. Those guys that opposed it were all on that ship. There are actually... And also, hold on, let me also say this. J.P. Morgan was had a ticket. He was supposed to be on the Titanic. Guess who bails out of going on that, on that ship the day before? Guess who, who says... Yeah, you know what? I don't think I'm going to get on this ship. You know ship. what the reason was they say behind it was? Why? He said he had a cold. He had a cold. He had a cold. He, might have had, he must have had COVID. There's, story, there's <laughs> stories on the internet that says, and you can watch the videos, you can find them online. Anybody wants to look this up, it says that he does not take his ticket and go on that voyage because he has he's, a cold. he's come down with something that he feels. I sick. don't feel good, Mark. I'm. You know what? I'm going to forego. A guy of his stature, a guy of his power, a guy of his wealth, a guy of his ego. The guy must have been a fucking egomaniac, right? Listen. Says, I got the sniffles. I'm going to forego my ability to, to, to take advantage of sailing on the unsinkable Titanic. Nah. Dude, I don't buy I don't I don't buy it for a minute. The more you talk about, it, the more you think about it. I don't buy it so for a minute. So anybody can even go on and just type in his name. Just t- type in Morgan. I mean, there uh, type in anything about Titanic and there's like a million. There's a plethora of these stories come up. I'm at one right now. I'm just clicked on it when we started the fire here talking about it. It says JP Morgan planned this disaster to take out his rivals. It's a little article talking about one of these theories. Exactly. I mean, in the first paragraph, it says, according to the theory, millionaire banker J.P. Morgan planned the Titanic disaster to co off rival uh, millionaires Jacob Astor, uh, Isidore Strauss, and Benjamin Guggenheim, who all perished aboard. So guess what? I mean, you can find this on the internet. That's being read off the internet. Here's what I want to say, okay? Instead of making a movie... And tying in the love story the between love story. between Jack and Rose, I want to see the story of the Titanic that leads up to the actual sinking, but from this perspective. Because now, like I said, it's plausible. It can happen. It could have very well happened the way that we're talking about. Yes. The greed, right? The 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 search of even more power, the search for even more wealth, mass murder, right? Fraud. Right, all these different things. I don't say that because, and I don't want to celebrate the fact that these all these that fifteen hundred people lost their lives. But you know what I'm trying to tell you is that I want to see the truth because I think that up to this point, the history of the Titanic that we know is not the truth. Well, I believe the history of everything that we've known has been distorted, omitted, changed, altered, uh, swayed, slanted, whatever you want. And I think this is just one uh, small example. And I think we are in the era of truth and truths are coming out. And let me add on your other point, Lou. When they do make that next movie, when they do make that next next movie, instead of taking it off of the script of some elderly woman 
that wants to refine her necklace that's still at the bottom of the ocean and they're looking you know down underneath with the substance here's the script that i want them to take i want him to go find this man's writings and there are these writings out here and it's going to be a little bit difficult to say this individual's name so bear with me Lou. his name is david translation in english is david and his last name is vartanian i think i got that pretty close vartanian yeah okay he was an armenian um immigrant Okay. okay he was coming to the united states he was on that voyage okay okay he was a writer Okay. How about that? So he was a writer. He was of Armenian descent. And, you know, we know a few Armenians. Um, I should just say one, actually. His name's Sam Tripoli. He does a lot of podcasts. I'm surprised he's not all over this because he does these kind of stories, is right? Is he Armenian? I didn't know he that. He is. He talks about it all the time on his podcast. He always talks about it. He goes, I'm Armenian. I'm Armenian. So, yeah. I, you know what? Maybe if he's listening, he would love this story. I, he should do a story like this. He would love this. He does. I hear him do these kind of stories all the time where you have to question everything that's going on in the world. And the stuff and the truce and everything that we're kind of talking about here. But anyway, Lou, he, uh, he was a writer, this, this immigrant, and he was on that voyage. The ship went down. He survived. Right. He made it to New York. Yeah. I watched a video on this guy. Yeah. It was on YouTube or something. I guess it was about a month or two ago. And I was like, oh, my gosh, during this conversation, we go to have this, you know, because we talked about this a couple of times. I'm like, I got to bring this up to you. Yeah. He actually decides when he gets here. He can't take it anymore. He starts writing and writing and writing, probably typing and typing, you know, because he was a writer, typed up all stuff. And he typed up what he witnessed happen. And he said that night. I venture to, it's a little bit, I venture to guess it's a little bit different than yes. what, from what we've been told. And what you see in the movies <laughs> and the guys are up in the crow's nest and, you know, the iceberg comes along. But I'm just going to ad lib here, but. I'd have to go back and watch the video, but it's something to the point where they're saying on the show that he goes into his room, he's in his cabin, him and his roommates, and they're in their bunks, and it's at nighttime, and they're laying there, and all of a sudden, boom, they hear this loud noise, and they're throwing out of their bunks, okay? But they don't, he says nothing about an iceberg. He says nothing about an iceberg, right? They're not even talking about, not sure what it is or whatever, but he never keeps, goes back to referencing an iceberg, so... What does that mean? How did that thing go down? Maybe it was an iceberg, but he didn't know. But maybe it was something else. Maybe it was an explosion in the boiler rooms. It could have been anything, yes. And he goes on and he writes about this stuff. And my point to you by bringing that up by this guy, his name is uh, David Vartanian. If anybody wants to look him up online or find the video on YouTube and watch it and stuff like that, my thing to you is, why have we never heard of this person's name before or heard of this story ever before? You hear of all these other things, okay? And you hear these fictitious ones, and, you know, they're great, yeah. you know, and Jack's hanging on the, the side of a board and he's freezing and it's a romantic story and there's all this other stuff. But you never, you know, that's... <laughs> Until the, she the, hears the whistle, the whistle and she says, I love you, babe, but I got to go. And she lets him go and he sinks yeah. to the bottom of the ocean. I mean, this is one of the most tragic stories ever that happened. So many people went down and were gone. And then you, it really makes you think, well, was there more to the story? You know, we always knew that there were a lot of wealthy people on there because we heard it was an expensive trip. We're taught that. You yeah. know, when you hear the story about... The unsinkable things. Molly Brown, mm-hmm. you know, for one... And then, and then the thing is, you know about the Federal Reserve. And we also know about a lot of 
wealthy global bankers. Even to this day, they are at the top of the wealth pyramid, these high global bankers. But you know what, though? When you start, people start talking about, well, there always wasn't a Federal Reserve. And people go, really? And then they go, oh, yeah, it was only created over a century ago. And then you know about the bankers. And then you know about these wealthy elite. And then, then you hear the story about Titanic. But then you hear about these stories of these eight men back then. Well, when you really start piecing it all together, you go, well, wait a minute. This goes well beyond a love story on a Hollywood screen, you know, uh, talking about this stuff. And it well, really makes you want to question everything. If you think about it, right, one of the greatest conspiracy theories of all time is obviously the assassination of JFK, right? And and th through investigation and, and the millions of investigations and the millions of, uh, of, of stories and the eyewitness accounts and who did this and who did what... It's pretty much safe to say that everyone knows, right? Lee Harvey Oswald was not the killer, right? Lee, and, and, and even if he did take a shot, which I think it's been proven that he actually... I saw one thing that actually said Lee Harvey Oswald never even fired, right? Uh, that, uh, that I think it was a 22 carbine, Italian carbine that he had, right? Um, it's been shown that, yes, uh, JFK was assassinated, but not by who we think and for the reasons that we think, right, that we were told. I bet you, if, if, if anyone took the time, really, and, and it's over 100 years, I don't know how they could do it now, right? But if they went back and did some investigation and so on and so forth, and they, and they looked at these, the founders of these corporations, right, at all the heads of these, of these banks and, and, and how the Federal Reserve came to be and and who opposed it, and who was for it, and, and, and everything leading up to that fateful night, right? I venture to guess that we would not only be talking about the, 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 the poor 1,500 people that went into that, that died, that went into the war, the seven, what was it, 1,700 went in, I believe, uh, 1,500 perished, right? Not only would we be talking about, yes, the, 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 the famous, world-famous people that, that perished on that ship, but the reasons why they perished, right? And, and we would be using words like murder. We would be using words like fraud. We would be using words like conspiracy. We would be using words um, uh, uh, like uh, just mass deception, right? Um, it would be, the, the tale that would be told would be completely different than anything that we've ever been told since we were kids about in the Titanic, its sister ship, right? The reasons why things happened. Was it even an iceberg? Okay. Um, it would, it, I venture to guess, would be completely different. And I'll tell you what, it, and if, if, if that were to happen, at least those people didn't die in vain. At least we would have some justice for them and their memory that, you know, hey guys, this wasn't a terrible accident. You were all murdered for the reason that, that things have always happened throughout history. Greed, power, money, right? Um, that's an incredible story to tell, dude. Yeah, and it's a, it's a story to question. It's, it's definitely like we always talk about questioning everything. It's definitely a story to question. Well, on that note, that's why I wanted to bring it up because I started to go down this rabbit hole, dude. I know that you've done the same thing in the past. And, Very interesting. And looking at it, it's, if anything, it just makes you think, dude, you know, 
is everything is is reality truly reality right sometimes it's not right. most times it's not you know right is your perception the reality instead of what you're being taught or told all the time and accepted being the reality yeah i mean you know you it, it just it puts you in a mind mind frame <clears throat> To, to not only question everything, and, 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 and we're not big, listen, we're not conspiracy theorists, okay? But when we say question everything, we say that because every time we turn a corner and you just look a little bit longer, you, you take a little bit of a deeper look at things, you start to find out that that the things that you've been told or the things that you've learned, the things that have been construed in a different way, right? Uh, shaped, have been shaped in a manner that always benefits someone else. You know what I'm saying? It's not always the truth. Um, and if anything, it gives us a really cool subject to talk about on a Friday night. Oh, um, so on that note, I think that this is the perfect time to end this particular episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can find us on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram. And uh, go on your favorite streaming service. Follow us. Give us five stars if you like what you're listening to. And even if you don't, give us five stars. It'll help us out. We appreciate it. We thank you guys always from the bottom of our heart for uh, listening to, to, to the two of us. And on that note, good night. Peace.